Wow. <laughs> Congratulations on your grant. I think that's wonderful. You know, Ernest Holmes always said to say yes. You know, when someone comes with an idea, when someone comes with something uh, to express, that he, he always said to say yes. If it's in keeping with the philosophy of the science of mind and it's complementary to our, our belief system, say yes and to enable people to, to uh, expand the love, expand the joy, expand the harmony on earth. So I'm so excited that you got that. Yes. So here we are in a new month. We have a new theme called Cherish Our Human Family. Isn't that lovely that we had you here? It's just so perfect. You know, Spirit has a better idea than I do every <laughs> single time. So, so the new theme for the month is Cherish Our Human Family. And the first talk, today's talk, is celebrating our heritage. And I thought by our heritage, we were meaning our human heritage. You know, the fact that we are the family of humans that we're all one, that we are, we are just a big, gigantic family. So, you know, we're all related. We're all related. We're ancestors with each other. I love that. We all have these common ancestors. So let's, since we're talking ancestors, let's go back to the beginning, shall we? Let's go way back, way back. The Earth is approximately 4.5 billion years old, give or take 50 million. <laughs> Margin for error, right? About four and a half billion years old. It is not, as previously stated by House Representative Paul Braun, 9,000 years old and created in six days, <laughs> as told in the Bible. Now, you know, <laughs> you know he also occupied a seat on the House Committee of Science, Space, and Technology. Anyway. <laughs> Who says we're not evolving? He's no longer on that committee. <laughs> and that's not a political thing, you know? That's just, we cannot substitute science for mythology in government. We just can't do it, you know? It's not, okay, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so the Earth is 4.5 billion years old. And life on Earth started about 3.7 billion years ago. And the earliest life forms are these fossilized microorganisms that are found in, in um, hydrothermal vent precipitates, right? Little teeny tiny single-celled whatever. And sometime shortly after that, the, you know, the single, after the single-celled microorganisms, we had multi-cell microorganisms. Plants, invertebrates came, and dinosaurs, right? Reptiles, then mammals, yay! <laughs> if the his yeah maybe if the history of Earth was uh, were a twenty four hour clock, just say for example, right, the entire history of Earth were a twenty four hour clock, beginning at midnight, going for twenty four hours to midnight again, humans would have appeared at eleven fifty eight p.m. Okay, we are really the last ones to arrive at this party. <laughs> And in 2015, uh, scientists unearthed a human jaw from what is considered to be one of the very first human fossils. It's approximately 2.8 million years old, 400,000 years older than what we previously thought. And then we have mitochondrial Eve, right? 
She lived approximately 200,000 years ago. She is the oldest matrilineal direct line to all living humans today. Yay, exactly. Mitochondria, you know those, those little teeny tiny organelles that live in your cells? Okay. Those mitochondria have its own DNA. And it traces the mother's line only. And we all are traced back to this one woman from 200,000 years ago. We are indeed all related, right? So the, this, I, this, this, the mystic's idea of the oneness of all life is being borne out by scientists, and I love that because it's proving what we all know. And Bill Nye, the science guy, and we love him too, right? He said this, he said, we are all one race. That's it, the human race, that's it, that's all there is. We are one race. The only difference is the color of our skin, and that comes from how close your ancestors lived to the equator or high altitudes like the, the Tibetans. There have always been tribes. But what we have to appreciate now is that we live in a global community, and tribal loyalties are not relevant to our future. That's just the truth of it. So we are all one. Isn't that lovely to, to just have it scientifically proved for those skeptics among us? <laughs> we are all one. We are all traced back to a common ancestry. We come to the truth that all life is some part of this whole life of God. We describe, we always describe it as the, a glass of ocean water, right? You can, you can pull a glass of ocean water out of the ocean. It contains all of the elements of the ocean, right? All that uh, the ocean is, is in that glass. It only differs in size. That's it, and that is what we are. We contain all of the elements of the divine within us. We are not all there is to God, but everything that God is is poured into us. Spirit created everything from itself, and everything in the manifest universe is an outpicturing of this divine, of this one energy, of this one life. So here we are, right? Creations God made, made out of itself, containing everything, everything that God is. And what is true for us sitting here in this room is true for all humanity everywhere, yes? Everyone is made out of the same energy. That's all there is in the universe is energy. Everybody, you remember that from high school physics, right? Energy. Everything is energy. Whether it's in form or out of form, everything is energy. And we are that, and everything else is that, and that's spirit. So here's what Ernest Holmes said. Realize that even as you think about peace, beauty, health, happiness, it is the very presence of God that thinks through you and makes these things real in your experience. Think about them. Believe in them and accept them because you are one with God. This is what really happens. As you say to yourself, I am healed, it is really God that speaks and God that makes it so. When you say to yourself, I am successful, it is God that speaks and God that makes it so. When you say to yourself, I am one with all people and live in the true brother-sisterhood of love, it is God that speaks and God that makes it so. And when you say to yourself, I am a son, daughter 
of the divine. It is God recognizing its own. That is who and what we are. Love, hmm, the spirit loves everything into creation, right? We say God is love. And that is true. And it is that, it is that love that has sought an outlet for itself in manifest form. Uh, love is the great impulsion. It is love that urges form to be created. So love is the great impulsion, and law is the great propulsion, right? And as Ernest Holmes said it his own way, he said, love points the way, and law makes the way possible. This is the impulsion and the propulsion. The great idea, the great urge is love. And it seeks a, a way to express itself in form. And that is the law doing the work. We co-create with this energy. But we can only do it in the energy of love. You see how that works? It's like love has to be the divine motivation. Everything that we co-create through spirit must be must be propelled by this love. It has to be the basis of everything. We don't demonstrate through ego or through hatred or through an attitude of superiority. We must make love this guiding light and then turn that over to the law, and the law takes the prayer and makes it so. Did you, the way Ernest Holmes said, right? Everything must be motivated from love. And here's the thing, we have to stay out of the how. Anybody, anybody get caught up in the how? How is this going to work? How is this going to happen? How is this going to be so? How are we going to do this? How is that possible? How can I get what I want? How is this going to work out? How, 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 how? Not our job. Not our job. Stay out of the how. On and on we can get involved in it. But when we pray from love... We set the law free. We set the law into motion. We cannot hold anything against anyone, right? When we go to the altar with our prayers and our affirmations, we can't, like, I want this for me, but not for him, right? Or, or we want this for our people, but not for those people. You know how that goes, right? We cannot hold anything against anyone and expect our prayers to manifest. We cannot hold negative feelings against our brothers and sisters because we're all related, right? We're all related again, so all life is our brothers and sisters. We cannot hold anything against our brothers and sisters and assume spirit will manifest itself in our lives the way we expect it to, the way we want it to. Ernest, you know, that's, that's not leading with love. That's not leading with love, directing the law through the motivation of love. Ernest Holmes, Ernest Holmes said, from selfish reasons alone, if for no other loftier reason, we cannot afford to find fault, to have or even hold in mind anything against any living soul. The God of love cannot hear the prayer of one who fails to love. Make sense? <laughs> God, I hope so. The God of love cannot hear the prayer of one who fails to love. Right? Yeah, everything has to be motivated by love. Everything has to be motivated by love. And you know you're not loving if you're judging and condemning. You're not, you're not loving. Easy. Easy stuff. <laughs> God is love. That's it. 
God is love. And God has loved everything into form. Remember? Love is the impulsion, law is the propulsion. God has loved everything into form. God's love is that great impulsion of creation. Therefore, if we are to co-create using that same energy, it must be the energy of love. It must be that same loving energy that we use that creates our life. What do they say in the Bible, you know, that, that neither here nor there... Um, for behold, the kingdom of God is within us. That energy is us. That energy is within us. That is the energy that we co-create our lives with. Spirit has poured everything into us. And we have to awaken to that truth. We have to take responsibility for the great power that we have at our disposal. We're just, you know, we got to start doing this stuff. You know, this is not just about coming Sunday and talking about it. We are the outpicturing of an energy that created the universe. Think about that for a second. We are the energy that has co-created the universe, right? We get to co-create our greater good by aligning with this power that created the universe and everything in it. And continues to create. We have that power within us that created everything. And we have it at our disposal. Why are we playing so small? <laughs> Why are we playing so small? We get to create the life we desire. We get to co-create using the power that created the universe. That is, that is infinite power. We have infinite power at our disposal. We can do and be and have whatever we set our mind to. Whatever that individualized expression of us tells us is the next thing on our path, right? Here, i got to tell you something. If cauliflower can become pizza, you, my friend, can be anything. <laughs> Come on. Right? <laughs> Our divine heritage is everything. This is who we are. This divine heritage is the truth of us. We get to co-create using this incredible power, this limitless power at our disposal. We can do and have anything. We are born of spirit. We are spirit informed. There is nothing else true about us but that we are pure spirit. We have all the qualities of God. I, I list my top 12 favorites up there, but you know there are more than that. But those qualities are qualities that flow through us. We are pure spirit, and we can manifest using, co-creating with that same energy. But we have to do it on purpose. We have to do it in love. We have to know what we want. We have to absolutely align with this power. We didn't make it. We don't create that power. The power has always been, always will be. Like, you know, and we just align with it so that we can allow it to flow through us and inter into form around us. Like we say before, love points the way, right? Love points the way. We must resonate with the energy of pure love. If we are to co-create a life of our dreams, our desires, we have, to co we have to align with that energy of love. 
in the motivation of love, pure love and nothing else. Ernest Holmes said this. I don't remember. Wait a minute. What did he say it in? <laughs> la, 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 la. Nope. I don't, have the, I don't have it cited. I think it's the textbook. There is no fear in love, and there is no liberation from fear without love. Fear is based on the supposition that we are unprotected, rejected, and friendless. Yeah, ugh, doesn't that sound lovely? Okay, if the fearful mind would entertain love and harmony and peace, it must turn from everything that denies love. And trusting in divine guidance, open its being to the influx of love. Not just love of God, but love of everything. For love is all-inclusive. So we can't just say, oh, I love God, I love God, but I hate these people, right? Or my family, or the government, or whatever, whatever, fill in the blank. We can't condemn half of God's creations and say, oh, but I love, you know, but I'm pure love. I'm made of love. No, God loves us, and we must love us and everyone else. And everyone else, there's no shortcut on this. There's no exceptions to this rule. Oh, but not them, or that one, or that one, or this one. God is pure, unconditional love. Love for its creations. Love for its creations. Look, and God is just pure love. That's all it is. Nothing else but love. Listen, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it, you know? I mean, it's like, think about it. It is just absolute pure love. That's all there is. God is crazy about you. God is just crazy about you and everybody else. Because God is just pure love. Our divine inheritance is that we are one. We are divine and we are all related. Yeah. yeah, we're all related. There's one life, right? Core concept one. There's one life. One life. It is God's life. It is individualized as each one of us. It is whole, perfect, and complete. That life is our life right here and now. And our Ernest Holmes said this. He said, wake up. I love him. Isn't he great? I just love Ernest Holmes. Anyway, in creative mind, he said, wake up. Your word is all-powerful. Your consciousness is one with omnipotence. Your thought is infinite. Your destiny is eternal. And your home is everlasting heaven. Realize the truth. We are living in a perfect universe. It always was perfect, and it always will be perfect. We can only live our best life when we desire it for everyone. We can only manifest our highest and best good when we want it and we know it for everyone. We can manifest the life of our dreams when we desire it for everyone else. We can become totally self-actualized when we pray that prayer for everyone. Emma Lazarus, Lazarus? Emma Lazarus, the woman who wrote the poem at the base of the uh, Statue of Liberty, the New Colossus. She said this, she said, until we, are, until we are all free, none of us are free. This is what we're discussing. This is what we're talking about. We are all related. We are all one. They're proving it, right? Yay, we get proof. We are all one. We are one human family. 
What we pray for ourselves, we pray for all humanity. When we want for ourselves, we want for all humanity. And when we evolve into that greater being, we want the entire planet to be lifted by our consciousness. So let's get about doing the work, shall we? Thank you so much. <laughs>